never too early to talk football on Sunday. Coming to the game on Sunday. This is Sunday Kickoff with Alex Bath and Sarone Battle on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Pick a target. You pick it. Take your pick. Pick me. Pick me. <laughs> I, I did not pick. There was no pick. Pick them up. You pick them up. Pick. Pick. I pick. Pick me. Pick me. Pick me. <laughs> Take the teams. Pick one, jerk. All right, so like I said earlier, this show, we're going to get you ready for the full NFL Sunday, not just the Patriots. So we're going to go through the full Sunday slate here, Soren. I got the games. I got the lines. I'll read off the game. Uh, give me a quick take on the game and who you got. But first, we'll start off with Thursday night, Detroit at Kansas City. I thought it was a good. I thought it was a really good game to watch. Great way to kick the season off. And I, man, Detroit's offensive line stood out to me. Man, I don't think Goff got touched all night. Um, that offensive line is legit. That offense was legit coming into the, the last stretch of last season, and they carried it over. And it goes to show having momentum at the end of the season. It, it does play a part into carrying over to the next year. So I think that was pretty good for Detroit. And I want to keep an eye on Kelsey's health. You know, I know he'll probably play next week, but is he ever going to be 100% the rest of the season? And that the that Kansas City offense is going to be a story until they start lighting people up again. But that was a good game for Detroit, excuse me, to go in there and win that game in Kansas City like that. All right, on to today's slate. We got the Panthers. First overall pick, Bryce Young, three-and-a-half-point underdogs at the Falcons. Falcons select DeMarco Hellum, defensive back, Alabama. 28-3, good one. We've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> I think Atlanta gets that. I think they dominate on the ground. I think they, they, put, they put the rookie in a tough spot. They're going to run the ball all over Carolina. I got Atlanta in that one. Um, I, I think the Falcons are a sneaky good team. Outside of the quarterback position, that's a big F. I think they have one of the best rosters in the league. Let's go up to the AFC North. The Bengals are two-point favorites against the Browns. Come on down to Cleveland Town, everyone. Under construction since 1868. <laughs> this is, this is uh, uh, Ryan Beaton with the, with the sound drops doing a great job here. Bengals Browns, what do you think? Upset, man. I don't even know. I don't even want to call it upset. I think the Browns are gonna win that game, man. I think the Browns are my sneaky team in the AFC. I think the Browns, if Deshaun Watson gets back to what he was before all the nonsense, um, I think the Browns they have a good roster, man. They have when you have an elite running back, you have a guy on the outside, you got edge rushes, I think you're gonna be a good team. And and I think the Cleveland Browns are gonna win that game. That's it for me. Is is the rust off Deshaun Watson? Because if it yeah. is, you're talking about him, Burrow. Elite quarterback duel right there. How about the AFC South? The Jaguars, four-and-a-half-point favorites against the Colts. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show. <laughs> what do you got there? <laughs> Give me the Jags. I'm not a believer in Richardson at all, and I'm not a believer in the Colts roster. Um, I think the Jags are going to light them up pretty bad today. I'm interested to see Richardson, but Jacksonville is kind of my team that takes that big step uh, this year. So I'm with you on that. The Tom Brady-less Tampa Bay Buccaneers, five-point underdogs against the Vikings. You like that? You like that? You like the Bucks plus five? Ah, Bucks are going to get smoked. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I think they're going to get lit up, and the whole the Mike Evans situation is not going to help. I don't see him running across the middle too hard the rest of the season, knowing he's uh, he's got some money waiting on him in another place. <laughs> and I, I can see the hamstring getting tight and him sitting out for the next three months anyway. Um, yeah, I think Minnesota's going to light them up. I, I think 
the, the Vikings are a sneaky good team, and I think it's going to be a long year in Tampa. Little AFC, NFC action. The Titans, three-point dogs against the Saints. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what cards you got on. They must have sucked because you, you calling them Pokemon. <laughs> Titans, Saints. <laughs> Titans, if Titans can run the ball, they could be in this game. And but it's going to come down to their quarterback situation. I mean, it is are they going to be able to move the ball through the air against that 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 rush of the Saints? And I don't know what to expect from the Saints at all. So I mean, yeah, give me the Saints. Give me the Saints in a close one. The Saints are in this weird spot where they've kind of been in a rebuild, like a one year reset for three yeah. years now. That being said. I- I think Tennessee, I, I think they could have a rough year this year. It's an old injury-prone roster. Niners at Steelers. Niners two-point favorites. Well, you put a new center in the game. You need to snap it. Wait, wait. I thought you said on one. <laughs> this one, I, I believe in the Steelers. I think they're going to take a step this year. But I think this is a their situation is very similar to the Patriots. This is not a team you want to start your season off against to see where you are. But if you if you measure up and play San Fran tight, I think it's a, it's it goes good for them. I it's very similar to the Patriots all the way around. But I think San Fran's going to be too much for for the Steelers team this early in the year. I agree with you. I think the, the Steelers and Patriots are very similar teams. That being said, San Francisco might have the best roster in the league. I mean, just yeah. playmakers. Everywhere. 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 I'm not even a big Brock Purdy guy, but the rest of that roster, uh, even on yeah, the I don't road. Think he, I don't think he has to do much. You exactly. Just look up and see whoever's open. I I, I like San Francisco. There. This, this, this is going to be uh, some kind of game. Cardinals plus seven at Washington. Who drove over here? Wait, let me see your hands. Who took the bus? Jonathan Gannon is a weirdo. Like, I'm just going to fire in your gut. Do you remember, Sarone, <laughs> do you remember that scene in Happy Gilmore, Kevin Nealon, where he meets Happy and he's like, energy positive flow block yeah. like that that's jonathan gannon that's how he talks <laughs> look man i i saw washington play a couple preseason games and their receivers i don't know if it's the eric b enemy thing or what i'm like man they got a stable of skill position guys man i think washington's gonna be uh they're gonna be pretty decent and i think they're gonna move the ball today man i'm taking washington They've got a good defense, like you said. I like their receivers. I like Terry McLaurin. What do they get out of Sam Howell? What do they get out of that quarterback position? Or does Jacoby Brissett become a factor? That's what it's going to be for them. But that Arizona team, let's put it this way. They saw Caleb Williams. They liked what they saw. That's what Arizona Yeah, yeah. They, they have no intentions on winning this game. Zero. This game, this season. Uh, <laughs> let's go Houston. This is the biggest line of the week. Houston plus nine and a half at Baltimore. Look at all these guys uh, drafted first round. They're going to come in with their nice cars. Don't park them near me because I'm going to slam my door open and you're going to have dents all on the side of your car. Ravens legend, the late Tony <laughs> Saragusa. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 a tough hill to climb for Houston in this one. I mean, uh, Baltimore, they're playing for Super Bowls right now and Houston's playing to look relevant. And I think, I think Baltimore is going to come out and try and run the score up on these guys and set the tone for the rest of the AFC. So, yeah, give me Baltimore. So there's always talk about guys, they get the big deal, and then they kind of just get complacent. Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson strikes me as the guy who's the opposite. He got the deal yeah. when nobody wanted to give him the deal, and now I think he's going to want to show people that he deserved that deal. So I think Lamar comes out, lights the world on fire this year, starts this week against the Houston defense in transition. I, I like Baltimore in that one as well. Oldest rivalry in the league, Green Bay and Chicago Packers, one-point favorites. A team that is known as Stubbers. Stubbers. <laughs> Bears. I'm taking the Bears today. I, I think the Bears are going to be a decent team. Not that great, but I think they're going to be 
a borderline playoff team. I'm taking the Bears today. They've put good pieces around Justin Fields. Super interesting quarterback matchup. Justin Fields entering year three, kind of in that same spot as Mac Jones. Has shown flashes. Can he put it together, get the long-term nod? And, of course, Jordan Love stepping in for Aaron Rodgers, his first start of the season in week one. Out west, the uh, Raiders at the Broncos. Raiders, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Broncos country, let's ride. Russell Wilson, year two, does it get any better? I think it does. I think they're going to have some stability with their coaching staff and not look like a complete mess. I mean, it was a legit Benny Hill show uh, last year in Denver. But I think um, I think Denver wins this game. And I think the Raiders, I think they're a decent team. But I think at Denver with this new coaching staff, and I think they already have some guys over there, some kind of playmakers. And if Russell Wilson goes back to looking anything close to Russell Wilson, I'm going to take Denver in this matchup all day, any day. We're going to learn a lot because it was very easy to put it all on Nathaniel Hackett last year. But Russell Wilson is in his 30s. How much of a difference did that make? Uh, yeah. I'm interested to watch Jerry Judy. That's a guy Patriots fans should sneak yes. in following. Remember, that was a guy this offseason they were in on, I think would have really helped this team. I, I know he's a little banged up, but, but what does he turn into? All right, we're, we're going to do Patriots-Eagles, a full breakdown coming up in a little bit. Uh, I think this is a sneaky, interesting game. This is one of the most interesting games of the week. Dolphins at Chargers, Miami plus three. We vaping. Regardless, just the idea of that being something that people are talking about after a playoff game is annoying enough to provoke me to never do it again. So he did. That's a, that's a good game, man. That might be game of the week. It's up there. I think it's going to it's gonna have a college feel to it. I think the ball is going to be going up and down the field in that game. I can, You're probably going to get a whole ESPN top 10 out of this one game. <laughs> and I think it's going to be interesting, but I don't know how Miami can handle going on a road West Coast game. You know, first game of the season. I think that's a huge disadvantage for them. But I think the Chargers, as much as I want them to be a Super Bowl team, I'm such a Herbert fan. I just don't know what to think of them. I don't know. But when they're healthy, they're good. And I think it's going to be the game of the week, but I'm going to take the home team in this one. Give me the Chargers. I think these are two teams in very similar spots, teams that have very talented rosters but have underperformed. On the Chargers side, it's the coach. I I think Brandon Staley's the worst coach in the league. I've said that. Uh, (laughs) That roster, one playoff appearance, no wins. You blow a 27-0 lead. Come on, man. I got to see something from them because I think he should be on the hot seat this year. In Miami, both coach and quarterback. Mike McDaniel lost five his last six last year. was kind of a mess in that playoff game. Tua looks good when healthy, and they've put the pieces around him, but he's got to stay healthy. Two teams that are going to be competing for a wild card spot here. I love this matchup. I wish it wasn't on up against Pat's uh, Eagles. I'd love to watch it. I'll watch it on Monday. And then the other L.A. team, the Rams, plus five at Seattle. How the mighty have fallen. UT Chattanooga to the first round. <laughs> Sean McVay on Cole Strange on drafting. <laughs> Give me, that was... Talk about awkward. Um, yeah. <laughs> give me Seattle on this one. Seattle's the better team, and I'm not sure how much uh, how much winning the Rams are going to be doing this year or if they really want to. I think they're in a similar situation to Arizona. They're just not telling everybody yet. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Although they don't have many picks, so they're, they're not tanking oh, for right. much. <laughs> they're, they're in a, a, a brutal spot. I like Seattle. Geno Smith, hot to start last year, kind of fell off. I mean, mm-hmm. the running game picked him up. He wasn't bad, but he... That, that Remember, they wrote me off. I didn't write back. Does he get back to that level? Does he get this team in, back into the playoffs? 
I, I don't know, man. I think I want to see what he looks like now that everybody's kind of reintroduced themselves to him. And right. the game film started to, to stack up on him toward the end of the season. Let's see how he comes out this year and gets started early. Adjustment's a good point. How does he build on what he did last year? I think he's got to mm-hmm. come out and be a little bit more. Tonight, NFC East, old school rivalry. The Cowboys, three-point favorites at the Giants. Was he going 66 miles an hour? Last year? No, this year. So he's 34 miles an hour less than this year than he was last year. 98-66, so that's improvement. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Oh. That's all you can say. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Um, I'm going to take the Giants in this one, man. I gotta, I'm got i not sure. the. I don't have the weather in front of me, but I think it's going to be a little messy. Be a little nasty. <laughs> It's going to be bad in the, in the Meadowlands, and you get a dome team coming up to New York in a bad, um, in a bad, well, excuse me, Jersey in a bad uh, situation when it comes to weather. And I think the I think the Giants are more equipped to run the ball against this team. And Jones, had, for some reason, gets out and gets these huge runs against this team. I don't know how or why, but he's one of those guys that he's going to kill you with his feet. And I think the Giants are going to be the get up and down the field against the Cowboys in this one. And I think the Cowboys struggle the whole, I'm not throwing interceptions this year thing is going to be really put to the test early and often today. The Giants kind of went all in on Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. They had a chance to go another direction. They felt it was sustainable. Let's see if it works. And then on Monday night, Aaron Rodgers finally with the Jets. They got to take on the Bills. Two and a half point favorites. Buffalo is in that one. Did you know the only bird in the world that will attack an eagle is a crow? <laughs> I watched that on hard knocks. Like, dude, what is this? Where is this going? Um, <laughs> man, I got. I, I'm gonna stick with it. I, the Jets are my AFC uh, champion, and I'm gonna stick with that. I'm not gonna turn on them week one. And I think the Jets go out there and put the league on notice, man. They put the league on notice and put pressure on Buffalo. Um, the, the way we heard all the noise about Kansas City came from Friday morning. Um, this past Friday morning, we're going to hear the same thing, I think, with Buffalo, because I think the Jets are going to go in there and, and really um, uh, take them to yeah. to the woodshed, <laughs> as they used to say. And I think the Jets are going to be a tough team, a tough team to beat. And if they're healthy, everybody's healthy early in the season. They're a tough team to beat, man. So I got the Jets in that one. I got them big. So yeah, my question about the Jets is sustainability. What are they going to look yep. like, you know, after a couple months of the grind? Week one, they should come out. And the Bills without Vaughn Miller – they were not the same team without Von mm-hmm. Miller last year. So I like the Jets in that one as well. That's the Sunday slate. That's your week one game by game. And I know a lot of people probably hearing that. Oh, I got fantasy players. I want to know, should he, should I play this player? Should I not play that player? Coming up next, TJ Horgan, fantasypros.com is going to join us like we used to do here on the Sunday uh, on the uh, fantasy football show. You have fantasy questions for TJ. Call in. We'll get you on with TJ coming up next. It's Alex Barth and Sarone Battle on the Sports Hub Sunday kickoff. BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Award-winning movies often have incredible soundtracks, and many of those have gone on to become country gold. We've picked our top five country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar. Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text OSCAR to 45911, and we'll send the link straight to your phone. The Sports Hub. Alex Barth and Sarone Battle are here talking football every Sunday morning with the insiders and with you. It's Sunday kickoff on 98.5 The Sports Hub. 
right, keep it going here on the Sports Up Sunday kickoff. Alex Barth's own battle. Uh, I do know this This used to be the time slot of the Sports Up Fantasy Football Show. I know a lot of people liked that show. I liked that show. Um, and, and we want to honor that. So I want to definitely get in fantasy every week. And joining us this week to, to help us out with that is TJ Horgan from FantasyPros.com, Burlington's own. Uh, TJ, thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you, guys, man. It's, it's an honor to be here. I appreciate you guys bringing me on. So we see you guys on the phones. We're going to get to those in a second. I think me and Saron each have one for you first. Uh, Travis Kelsey, banged up, missed week one. I, I know a couple people. It's funny. They've, they've asked me this. They, they drafted Kelsey, and they kind of hedged it by drafting another tight end. I know one person is Mark Andrews. Uh, is Travis Kelsey a sell-high candidate right now, or should people hold no, on to him? No, you got to hold on to him. There's no way. I mean, there. I mean, maybe a buy-low candidate because – was that Thursday night game not evidence that Travis Kelsey is going to see approximately 49 targets a game <laughs> when he returns? Um, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't sell him. I, I wouldn't sell him. I wouldn't sell Cooper Cup because we have no idea what's going on with Cooper Cup. If you have a guy who's injured, Mark Andrews not playing today, you just got to let it ride it out. You drafted him in the first couple rounds for a reason. Yeah, with me, a question, man, with the devaluing of the running back and this whole running back by committee thing, is it still, I know people have already had the drafts and all that stuff, but do running backs still have the same fantasy value as they used to? Are they more, will you still take one first round, second round, and can they carry a fan, can they carry a team? And on the flip side of that, with, you know, normally last few years, whoever has the hottest quarterback seems to be winning these leagues. Is it more of a value now to take uh, Pat Mahomes or Herbert or one of these guys before you take a high-profile running back? That's, I mean, that's the billion-dollar question, man. Uh, re- regarding the running backs, yes, a running back can still carry your team. Look, mm-hmm. if you get a guy, if you have a guy who's going to see uh, twenty touches a game, barring the world falling down, I'm talking like uh, Nick Chubb, uh, Saquon. Even Tony Pollard, I think, is going to creep into that tier this year. Like, those guys are still going to carry your fantasy team. Uh, It's when you get into the more, like, third, fourth, fifth, sixth-round running backs that it's like, all right, maybe I want to take my quarterback here. Maybe I want to take my receiver, another receiver, a tight end here, and I'll wait on running backs because traditionally – there has always been value, especially recently with injuries and, like you said, running back by committee. There is a ton of value on the waiver wire and in late rounds for running back. I mean, just look at, again, he hasn't played yet, so we don't know how he's going to do. But Evan Hall, the rookie out of Northwestern, I know I talked to Barth a ton about him this year in the draft process. I mean, he didn't get drafted in any leagues, and I'd be shocked if he's not seeing at least you know low double-digit touches week one. Uh, so there's there's a ton of value to be had on the waiver wire with running backs. All right, let's go to the phones here. Uh, Nolan in Spencer has a question. Nolan. Hey, what's up? Hey. Um, so I'm in a PPR Superflex League. Um, I have Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. Uh, Terry McLaurin's dealing with a turf toe issue, uh, but he is playing this week. Uh, should I start Terry McLaurin or Jahan Dotson? All right, TJ, what do you think? It's a great question. I was actually just listening to um, – the ringer they were talking about this and and it was it's like turf toe is such a tricky injury to navigate for a fantasy football manager right like like i'm sure it's tough for the player but come on us <laughs> fantasy football managers um no i i would still go if terry mclaurin's active 
I would still go Terry McLaurin. I mean, they're playing the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> I, I, I don't necessarily think they need Terry to be out there to win. So I assume if he is playing, it's because he's all right. Uh, if he doesn't play, Jahan Dotson should be a fantastic play. Uh, but I would start Terry. I wouldn't fault you for going Jahan only because you could have the mindset of, well, if I play, if I sit Terry, maybe he he's still hurt. But if he, he goes off and he goes off on my bench, great. He's healthy. I can play him next week. I would play Terry. I wouldn't necessarily call you crazy if you did go Jahan, though. All right, let's get CJ in Philly. CJ for TJ. Hey, how you doing? Uh, so I already got my RB1 and my uh, wide receiver one picked. I'm in a standard league. Um, so I need to know between one of these guys for running back, I got Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, and Ramondre Stevenson for my RB2. And for wide receiver, I need two, uh, including the flex. And I got Mike Williams, DeAndre Hopkins, Nico Collins, or Odell Beckham. Ooh. You follow all that? I did. It's close. Um, I'm still going Ramondre because you invested the highest draft capital in him. You did that for a reason. He's a talented running back. However, let me just say for anyone out there with Jamal Williams on your fantasy football team, good for you. You did the late round running back thing right because Kendra Miller was just ruled out. Alvin Kamara is not playing for three games. Jamal Williams is going to see quite a bit of work these next three weeks. So if you drafted Jamal Williams, good for you. Well done, CJ. Uh, regarding the wide receiver, I like Mike Williams. I get there are plenty of mouths to feed in LA. You got uh, Keenan Allen, Gerald Everett, the rookie Quinton Johnston, Eckler's a receiver. But that game, it's it's in LA. The over-under is 51, so there's probably going to be quite a bit of points scored. And I don't, I don't want Mike Williams to be sitting on my bench when he does his Mike Williams eight <laughs> catches for 200-yard game. Game, man this could be it all right let's go to mike in the car mike hey um so i got mark andrews and he's not playing today and likely he's out there on the wave of wire but i got freya move to back him up but i'd have to give up algier or zay flowers to go get likely would you just start freya move or go get likely i mean is it, you're, t- you're talking to big tyler algier guys so uh, yeah, I mean, I like I like Tyler Algier in real life. Fantasy, you know, obviously there's Bijan there. Man, that's music to my ears. You got Fryermuth. I am I my bet of the week this week is Fryermuth over three and a half receptions. I think this is going to be a big Pat Fryermuth week. Normally, I'd say go get Isaiah Likely because he's he's a pretty talented pass catching tight end. But Pat Fryermuth, all right, uh, they're facing the San Francisco 49ers. Dre Greenlaw. The Niners uh, linebacker, one of the worst tight ends statistically in coverage, is likely going to be covering Pat Fryermuth. Uh, the Steelers against the Niners probably going to be playing from behind there, so they're going to be passing. Uh, and then, of course, the eye test. Who you watch Pat Fryermuth, and, and he looked good his last couple seasons. So I think this is going to be a big Pat Fryermuth game. All right, and finally, Nick in Burlington. Nick. Hey, good morning, fellas. Hey. Um, I, I know Barth touched on this a little bit, but uh, I drafted. Travis Kelsey, three out of four leagues, so I'm a bit of a tough spot here. I want to know, you know, kind of this week and maybe even next week what uh, what you think I should be doing at the tight end position. Probably going to have to pick up some guys. I have Dalton Schultz in one league in there right now, and Greg Dulcich in the other, Sam Laporta played for me on Thursday. So kind of wanted to see, you know, in the next couple of weeks what I should be doing. I think you're right. I think you're right on the right track, Nick. 
Um, Isaiah likely, if he's available, go snag him. He's probably not if you're playing in a league with, you know, people who know what they're doing at this point. As soon as the Andrews news broke, likely was was snatched up everywhere. Um, a, let's see, a little like lower end tight end who might not be or who might be available in quite a few leagues. I like Jake Ferguson in Dallas. Uh, we saw, I don't know, maybe you're a big Dalton Schultz believer, but we saw what the Dallas system and Dak Prescott did for Dalton Schultz. Jake Ferguson's the tight end one there. Uh, Dak Prescott likes throwing at tight ends. I think that's a dart throw. Um, again, when you're talking about tight ends outside of the top few, it's dart throws. Uh, but I like Jake Ferguson. He's available on plenty of waiver wires. Uh, and then I guess last last ditch effort, maybe maybe Hayden Hurst, rookie quarterback. They have a bunch of receivers banged up in Carolina. Uh, I think you could do worse than Hayden Hurst. All right. Uh, Saron, you got any more fantasy questions for TJ? We got Saron there? Yep, I'm here. Yeah. I'm sorry. What I was saying is, um, just to keep it local, what do you, what do you, as you were talking about the tight ends, Kelsey situation, other tight ends, what do you see as far as production from the Patriots duo of tight ends, Gasicki, Hunter Henry? And I kind of feel like they're going to be more productive than I think people are giving them credit for early on. And where do you see these guys lining up, you know, for as far as fantasy seasons with these two guys? And do you see them getting a lot of, a lot of red zone action with this team and having a pretty decent year? Well, I think actually, I think you guys probably know better than I do. My advice to fantasy players would be to listen to to local reporters, hear what they're saying about the team. You know, you guys have you guys have put me on to Hunter Henry's probably <laughs> going to be more valuable in fantasy than Mike Gesicki this year. So again, if you're if you're looking if you have a banged up tight end, um, I think I think Hunter Henry might be a viable option, especially today. Assuming the Patriots, sorry guys, are going to be playing from behind a little bit and throwing the football. Yeah, well. Um, I think, you know, maybe Henry gets in the end zone and, and next week you're looking at him on the waiver wire. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Hunter Henry could be a good option there. I'm I'm actually curious to see how Mike Gesicki is used. I don't know if you guys uh, uh, mirror that curiosity, but I'm definitely I'm looking forward to seeing how they use Gesicki this week. All right, real quick here, TJ, 30 seconds. Give me a uh, Patriots play of the day. Give me one Patriot people should have in their lineup today. One Patriot people should have an um. Weather and Foxborough is looking okay today? No. No. <laughs> no. Far from it. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Real quick, real quick. Bat, like rainy? What's going it's on? It's like rain all day, rain, wind. It's like humid. It's just gross. Oh, in that case, um, assuming Ramondre Stevenson doesn't fumble, right, I mean, it's the cheap answer, but Ryan Ramondre, man, in the rain? Are you kidding me? I don't, I don't trust Mac Jones throwing a football in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he is TJ Horgan from FantasyPros.com. If you have any questions we didn't get to, you can go get him on Twitter, at TJ Horgan TV. He's up bright and early out there on the West Coast, so I'm sure he'd love to answer all your questions. TJ, thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys, man. Have fun today. All right, TJ Horgan again. Thanks again. Coming up, we're going to get into this matchup. We're coming up on the end of the show, so we're going to break this thing down. Patriots, Eagles, what's this game going to look like today? We'll do that next. It's Alex Barcerone Battle on the Sports Hub Sunday kickoff. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Lainey Wilson is on a roll. She's delivering great music and teaming up with some of country's hottest acts. Text Laney to 45911 to see which four Laney Wilson collabs have us talking at BackstageCountry.com. Text Laney to 45911 to get a link to the list sent right to your phone from BackstageCountry.com.
Love with Alex Barth and Sarone Battle on your station for the best football coverage. 98.5 The Sports Hub. I don't think it's a big mystery about what they do. They just they do it very well, um, and they're well balanced. So you can't overplay one thing without giving up something else. Uh, and they do a good job of finding the weaknesses and taking advantage of of mistakes that their opponents make. And and they cause opponents to make mistakes because of the pressure they they put on you on every play. So um, yeah, it's good for. That was Bill Belichick earlier this week on the Philadelphia Eagles. Not many changes with what the Eagles do. It's Alex Barth and Cerrone battle with you on the Sports Hub Sunday kickoff. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Again, we're going to do this every week. We can get you ready for the full NFL Sunday. And we did the slate. We did the fantasy segment. Thanks again to TJ Horgan for coming on. But let's get back to the Patriots, Cerrone. And look, Bill Bill was super complimentary of the Eagles this week, of course. Defending Mm -hmm. NFC champions, one of the best rosters in the league. But... I wanted to play that clip specifically to open up because I think that is what this game comes down to. There's no smoke and mirrors. There's no mystery. There's no surprise. There's not a ton of disguise in it. The Eagles' success is pretty much predicated on, you know what we're doing. We know what we're doing. We're going to line up across from you, and our guy is going to be better than the guy you have lined up opposite him. That's mm-hmm. how they win games. And I wrote this week, I wrote my game plan on 98.5thesportshub.com. You can go check it out. The overarching theme, offense, defense, all of it for the Patriots this week, easier said than done. Mm. For instance, the Eagles, as good as that pass rush is, it's elite. 70 sacks last year. Only three teams since 2000 had more than 60. And none had more than 60 since the 06 Chargers. So this is the best pass rush Bill Belichick's ever faced. They don't blitz. They rush four guys. Can you block their four guys with your five guys? You have a numbers advantage. Five's greater than four. Easier said than done when those guys are Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick, right? On and on and on. Jordan Davis. On offense, Jalen Hurts. Not great at throwing on the run. Pressure him. Spy him so he can't scramble. Force him to throw on the run. It's a lot easier said than done. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's some you brought up at the beginning of the show, and I think it's it's, it's an interesting point. It's going to be interesting to judge this team after this game because there's not going to be a ton of there's not going to be a ton of spots where you're like, oh yeah, the scheme burned that guy. Players on the Patriots' offense and defense are going to be in position to make plays. It's going to be as simple as do they make them. That's what this game mm-hmm. comes down to. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and it's across the board. It's like you said, it's on the outside. It's the the the. Offensive line, defensive line on both ends, flip, you know, vice versa. Can, you know, I think a, a story that's not getting enough attention is can Judon, can Keon White, can Uche, can those guys get pressure on, on Hertz? Can, you know, can they win their matchups? Can they make things tough on him? The weather's already going to be there. So that's kind of the, the great equalizer. Can they get pressure on him and get him out of the pocket? Like you mentioned, where his passer rating plummets when he's on the move. You know, he does, he has fumbled with nine or 10 times. I think each year he's been in the league. He can get loose with the football. Can you get, can those guys get pressure up front? Can they spy him? Can they keep him from scrambling all over the place? Can they make Philly one dimensional? I think that's another uh, story. Can they take away, you know, the old Belichick that only makes you play left handed, makes you do what you don't want to do? Can Bill get this team to make Philadelphia play left-handed? Can you take away their ground game that had 2,600 yards last year and make them a pass-only team in this inclement weather and 
become an opportunistic team and turn them over. And if that happens, you, you know, you can win. I know it's a lot of ifs, but you're playing an elite team with an elite defense and an offense that can light you up as well. So it on the other side of the ball, what can the Patriots defense do to keep this game close and give the offense enough opportunities? It's like they're not, they don't have to be perfect on every drive, but if you give them enough opportunity, opportunities, enough chances and enough possessions, can they hang around this game long enough to where they can steal it with a late field goal or a late drive by Jones that will probably make the place go crazy? But can you keep the game close enough to where the Patriots are in a late to where they can steal this game? Yeah, you, you said they're big if. I think that's kind of the same as easier said than done, right? If, yeah. if mm-hmm. you can get it blocked, you can throw on them. Huge if. If yeah. you can get pressure on Jalen Hurts, you can slow down this <laughs> offense. Huge yeah. if in there. But it, it can be. it's not like, oh, how are they going to solve this? How are they going to solve that? Like, you know how they're going to do it. They mm-hmm. just have to go out there and execute and do it. Uh, I'm looking at the weather now because it, it, it's starting to pick up. So heavy thunderstorms supposed to start at 1 in Foxborough. Kickoff, 77 degrees, 91% chance of heavy thunderstorms, 84% humidity, clears up by around 6. Is the weather going to be a story today? How, how much is the weather going to impact this game? Absolutely. Ground game. I mean, I think it, it keeps it keeps Philly from giving them putting up thirty on them. If it was a beautiful sunny day, they can, might they might be able to hang thirty on the Patriots. <laughs> but when it's raining like this, you're looking around and say, okay, I'm glad we did pick up Zeke a few weeks ago. I'm glad we do have you know a guy that can play between the tackles, doesn't put the ball on the ground a lot. And I can see him and Stevenson having a big game, and it takes pressure off Jones. Because if you're running the ball 30 times or you're keeping it short because of the weather, when it's, you're not asking Jones to go out there and be, you know, Aaron Rodgers on a day like today. And if you can run the football against this team, which I think you can, I think that's their weakness. You mentioned it early on, and they're 20th, I believe, in yards per, per attempt. You can run the ball on this team and keep it slow, kill clock, keep you in the, keep you in the game. And I know it's a hard ask, but to try and win this game, you know, a 20 to 17 or something like that because everybody's playing slow. Philly's going to run the ball. You know, they're going to try and run it. So if you try and keep the game slow and not turn this ball over, almost like with, um, Jones's rookie year when they went up to Buffalo and it was right. freezing and windy and they said, you know, we're not even going to throw the this ball. We're just going to game. Yeah. We're just going to run it all night on this team and commit ourselves to it. And the other flip side of t- to that is not just the rain. But would you say humidity is at what, 86%? Uh, I think it was like 90-something. 84 yeah, at kickoff. It's going to get into the 90s during like warm-ups. Yeah, guys are going to be dying out there come fourth quarter if you're running the ball on them. And that pass rush, when you run the ball on a team like that, it's hot, it's muggy. Guys are out there sweating. It's the first game of the season. All of a sudden, that pass rush isn't teeing off like they were you know, in the past. And you get your chance. You can set yourself up for some play action and get those tight ends involved. So I think you got to run the ball early and often and kind of set the tone. So there was an interesting stat. I'm trying to find it. I, I, I could have sworn I just saw it on Twitter. Uh, the Patriots, I think it was in the Tom Brady era, have only played one game where the opening kickoff was above 75 degrees, which it's supposed to be today. It's supposed to be 76. Really? And that was one home game. And that was the game that Tom Brady tore his ACL. Really? I'm trying to. I thought I had it up, and I closed it. Let me find this again here. Um, I was I was there that day too. My God! You, so it's funny that I, yes. I had a family thing, and that is the uh, the last time I didn't watch a Patriots game live. We had a recording. We got home, and of course, like five minutes in, there you go. Um, 
What do you I think? I was working. <laughs> I, I think, but you, you bring up uh, Ezekiel. I think he could have a sneaky big day today. You know, Ramondre Stevenson too. was sick. He's expected to play, but you don't know where he's at. Uh, the other thing with the weather, that offensive line, the Patriots generally like to rotate their offensive linemen early in the season. It's that whole September's an extension, the preseason thing. I think today even more so because we don't know who the right tackle is going to be. What do you mm-hmm. What do you want to see as an alignment? How many guys do you think we see? Where are you at with this offensive line? I, I would like to see them rotate some guys, keep some guys fresh in and out of there. But with that line, I think you need some continuity. I think you need some, you know, you need like a rhythm with the same core guys. I don't think now against this team is now the time to be, you know, rotating guys in and out. I mean, that right tackle position is going to be an issue, not just today, but going forward with the edge rushes they're going to be dealing with. But I think you need some kind of continuity with this team. We need to see this team as a whole, as a unit, and see what they're good at, what they can and can't do. And are they going to be a good line where you can run the ball behind them? Are they going to be a good, uh, you know, can they pick up the pass rush? What is this team going to be? Like you mentioned, they're not going to be a team out there with a bunch of pulling guards, that type of offense. And if they're out there and they can get push on this line, it's like, okay, I can't keep Fletcher Cox from getting that Mac Jones but I can hold them up long enough to where our backs can get between these guys and we can run the football. So I want to see some kind of continuity with these guys, and I want to see some kind of push and effort. And like I said, a commitment to the ground game. And just not beat your heads against the wall and say, you know what, It's I can take it back a few years. Patriots played in Minnesota years ago, yeah. and Minnesota had those two D tackles. I think it was Williams guys. And oh, Pat, Pat Williams, right? Yeah, they had yeah. Two, yeah, two Williams, and they were elite. And the whole thing was, oh, you can't run against this team. You can't run. Oh, my God. They run defense. They run defense. And the Patriots went out and didn't run the ball the whole first half. I don't think a single time. So we're not even going to try and do it. And I think in a game like this, if you know this pass rush is that good, just come out and say, you know, what, we're just going to run on these guys. We're not going to put Jones in a position where he's out there dropping back five wide, trying to, you know, no huddle these guys. We're not going to do that to this guy. And I think they're going to come out and run the ball. But that offensive line, man, we got to see some kind of, continuity and consistency from them before we start, you know, rotating guys in and out. And then I think in pass pro too, just to build off of that, yeah, I guess it's true in the run game as well. When you, you talk to offensive line people, right? People who really study lock in on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. There's this philosophy that, especially against a team like the Eagles, that isn't blitz heavy. You can cover up one spot and still be okay. You don't mm-hmm. have to have five elite players across the board, especially now in the league where there's this offensive line shortage. And you saw that last year with the Patriots. There were times they had to cover up left guard. There were times they had to cover up center. There were times they had to cover up right tackle. Mm-hmm. When it was just one, they were all right. They were great, but it was fine. When they had to start covering up multiple spots, that's when it all fell apart. So it goes back to the easier said than done thing. Five versus four. All right, where are you covering up? We don't know what it's going to look like at right tackle. I think it's going to be Calvin Anderson, but we'll see. All right, so you're covering up for Calvin Anderson. Fine. Now Cole Strange has to win one-on-one against Fletcher Cox, or Cole Strange has to win one-on-one against Jordan Davis or or Jalen Carter. Well, if you want to help Cole Strange, now you're putting Calvin Anderson, who missed the entire summer, right, Mm -hmm. on NFI. You're putting him out on an island against Hassan Reddick, who had 15 sacks last year. (laughs) And that's all assuming you're going to get the level of play we expect from David Andrews, Michael Nguyenu, who also missed most of the summer, and Trent Brown, who missed time. So somebody somewhere is going to have to step up and win a one-on-one punch above their weight class. If they can get that, whether it's Cole Strange, whether it's Calvin Anderson, or whoever's a right tackle, if they can get that, and that might be something we not see in real time. That might be something we go, but we have to go back Monday and look at the tape and see, mm-hmm. oh, this is why this happened. But if yeah. one of those guys can do that, 
That's a game changer. That might be as much of a game changer as anything that could happen in this game for the Patriots. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And one thing you could take away from from this whole thing, if they hold up against this team, to me, I think it changes the perception of this team oh, going yeah. forward. Oh, yeah. Because you're not going to see a defensive. They got five Judons out there. If they can hold up against this team, they're going to feel like they're let out of jail going forward because they're never going to come. Good. The Jets have a good line, but nothing like what, nothing, what they're, they're going to do with tonight. I said it before, and I'll, I'll say it again. I truly believe this. This is, this is not hyperbole. This is the best pass rush the Patriots have faced in the Bill Belichick era. And I can bet, yeah. like, there's facts back that up. Real quick, because we are up against it, but it is a, a talking point today. The Matt Patricia effect. He's there in Philly as a senior defensive assistant advisor or something. Does he make any impact? Does him being over there make any difference on this game? I don't think it does on his side. But I think the Patriots offense are over there looking at him like, man, we would love to show this team up today. I love that. We would love to put points up on this guy right now and make him out to be a fraud week one in Philadelphia. And his his, if the Patriots go on there and move the ball on this team and score and steal this game, all the Philadelphia talk radio is going to have a field day with Matt Patricia. He's going to be probably going to be number one. I don't think he makes a difference. It's a completely different offense. All he can tell them is the best way to pressure Mac Jones, but their pass rush is so good. They're going to do it anyway. Like, I almost feel like Patricia would make more of a difference if the Eagles were worse. They're so good that they've already covered any element he was going to bring just on their natural talent. Mm-hmm. But I, does Mac Jones maybe have a little something extra for him in his pocket? You know, throw a touchdown pass, look over to that sideline. That'd be, be great. Interesting. That'd be That'd interesting, be great right? <laughs> All right, we got one more segment to go on the inaugural Sports Hub Sunday kickoff. Final thoughts, game picks coming up. It's Alex Barth and Saron Battle on the Sports Hub. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Award-winning movies often have incredible soundtracks, and many of those have gone on to become country gold. We've picked our top five country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar. Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on Backstagecountry.com. Text OSCAR to 45911, and we'll send the link straight to your phone. It's never too early to talk football on Sunday. Coming to the game on Sunday. This is Sunday Kickoff with Alex Barth and Sarone Battle on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to hear this one today. People who don't know, the song's called O Fortuna. This is what they uh, play when the Patriots come out of the tunnel, like, into Crazy Train. So, if this doesn't get the blood going strong, this doesn't get the heart pumping, I don't know. You might not have a pulse. I can't hear that and not be ready to run through a wall. Did Bama come out with the Crazy Train yesterday? So, (laughs) I was trying to watch that game. I was at my friend's house. The power went out. So I don't oh, know. man. I know. I was, it looked uh, like Bama came out the tunnel. I was like, wait a minute. I know they ain't coming out the crazy train. Come on now. But uh, I, might be, I might be wrong, but I thought Bama came out the crazy train yesterday. I'm like, no, they, no, they didn't. And they went out there and lost. Yeah, I was going to say, but, well, they, they need to come out to another song next week based on the way they played <laughs> yesterday. Uh, I mean, I, I, I could do college football with you for a while, but we got just a couple minutes left here. And it is a, a pregame show, so we do got to do the game picks our own. Yeah. Putting it all together, everything we've talked about. How are you feeling about this one today? I think if if you're going to steal a game against a good team, I think week one is the time to do it, to catch them slipping. 
You know, I don't think Philly's done much in the offseason as far as playing their guys, preseason games and stuff like that. I think they've done less than the Patriots have when it comes to playing their guys. I think you can catch them slipping. I think the weather is a blessing in disguise for this team. And I think the Patriots are going to be a little more juiced up than Philly is for this game because of the whole environment. Everybody's going to be watching the Brady situation, all that stuff. Man, I'm going to go with the Homer thing here, man. I think they're going to steal one. I think Patriots win this one 27-24. So I think keeping it close in the first half is big because if you can get yep. the crowd going coming off that halftime ceremony, yep, that plate is going to be like the good old days. It's and it's going to be nasty and just muggy and swampy. Yep. It's going to feel like the good old days. It's going to be great. I see this game going a lot like Brady's last return to Gillette, that Bucks game. Right, yep. it was close, and the Patriots even had a lead for a little bit. It was just a slog. Weather was the same. Weather was the same. <laughs> it's right. It was a slog of a game, and it was just the Bucks. It was the talent level. The Bucks had one more play than the Patriots, and that was the difference. Uh, do the Eagles have one more play today than the Patriots? I don't know. Like you said, they haven't played guys all preseason. I think they're going to come out rusty, the Eagles. I think the Patriots are going to have a chance to bank some points early in the game. If they can do that, it'll be close late. I just... I don't know about the Eagles' talent level, if it's too much. I, I think the Pats lose close, but this is a close game. People talking about We got somebody in the chat here on, on Twitch saying 38-17. I don't think it's that kind of game at all. I don't think Philly gets 37 points in that weather against this defense. I, I, but, I think, yeah, low-scoring game. And one thing that hasn't been mentioned enough, man, special teams. Yes. Patriots kicking game today. I think the kicking game is going to be huge when you're dealing with weather like you're dealing with today. We'll see the rookies. All right, that's going to do it for the first ever Sports Hub Sunday kickoff. We will be back next week and every Sunday throughout football season. We'll do what we just did. We'll break down the game. We'll break down the slate. We'll get a little fantasy talk. So we hope you'll join us then. Thanks for joining us today. Coming up next, an hour saluting Tom Brady, the Brady's Back special on 98.5 The Sports Hub. Enjoy.